0: John chapter 15, verse 6, is what we're going to walk through today. And it's really an exciting thing to have a historical account of the events of the life of Christ. It's really a wonderful thing to have the Bible, the living word of God, you know, sharpened in, two, in two-edged sword. You know, we, we don't live by bread alone, but we live by every word. That proceeds from the mouth of God, and the Word of God is a light to our feet and a, and a, a lamp to our feet, and a light to our path, and it's so much encouragement and it's so much joy and so much peace we find in the Word of God. At the same time, though, because we do have a flesh that wars against the spirit, that lusts against the spirit. For the Bible says the spirit lusts against the flesh, and the flesh lusts against the spirit. If we walk in the spirit, we won't feel the lust thereof. But there is a part of our being, even at this moment, to where our flesh is worn against the spirit. The flesh is contrary to the spirit. So as we read the word of God, there are times that we come across things that cause our flesh to feel uncomfortable. There are things as we read the word of God, as we come across the word of God, it causes our flesh to be discontent. Causes our flesh to be bothered and frustrated. Praise God for that. Because the Word of God, Jesus said, You are clean through the Word that I've spoken. And the Word of God, wow, in the beginning was the Word. And the Word was with God, and the Word was God. And the Word became flesh and dwelt among men. Amen. Praise God for the word of God. The word of God is so powerful. There's so much that entails the word of God. Let's go through the word of God this morning. There's going to be a little discomfort because we're going to be called to examine our hearts today. And sometimes when we examine ourselves, we find things, we see things that aren't pleasant, but that's of necessity because the Lord wants us tonight to be hearers of the word, deceiving, I always but wants us to be doers. So we're looking at John 15 verse 6. It says, if a man abide not in me, he is cast forth as a branch and is withered. And men gather them and cast them into the fire, and they are burned. Let us pray. Heavenly Father, we thank you again for the opportunity to gather together in your name. Lord, we thank you again, Lord God, for an opportunity to walk through your word together. Lord, we thank you for an opportunity to praise and worship you together, Heavenly Father. Thank you for this time. Gracious, Lord God, to continue to abide in you. And your word abide in us. And Lord, as we walk through this word this morning and examine our hearts, grace us, Heavenly Father. Give us eyes to see, Lord God. Ears to hear, Lord God. And the strength to be obedient. In Jesus' name. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. So looking at John chapter 15, verse 6. If a man abide not in me, he is cast forth as a branch and is withered. And men gather them and... Cast them into the fire, and they are burned. Now when we look at this scripture, we realize, to put this in context, proper context, we need to know what's going on here. Jesus is comforting his disciples. His disciples have been through a lot this day, this time. Mm -hmm. They've They've been through a lot. They've been through a lot. They've been through ups, and they've been through downs, and They've been through frustrations and their fears and doubts. And their hearts have been troubled. And the Lord encouraged them to not let their hearts be troubled. He encouraged them that if you believe in God, believe also in me. He encouraged them that everything that was going on was for God's glory and for their good. And so as he was encouraging them and encouraged them, in John chapter 15 and verse four, uh, 1 says, I am the true vine, and my father is the husbandman. In other words, Jesus Christ is the source. The true vine is the vine through which all the water, all the nutrients, everything that the branches need comes through that vine. Jesus is the source. Jesus is. The way to the Father. He is the truth. He is the life. No man come to the Father, but by him, he is telling them here that I am the true vine. The true vine as opposed to what? I come to find out that in Isaiah, God refers to Israel as a vine. As the vine. But the problem is, they fail away from God. They didn't abide within the vine. And as a result, <coughs> the true vine intervened and is intervening now for all of its people. I am the true vine and my father is the husbandman. The father's in control. Every branch in me that beareth not fruit, he taketh away, and every branch that bear fruit, he purges it that it may bring forth more fruit. We understand that the fruit that's born isn't produced by the branch. The branch is not the source. But the branch bears the fruit. The fruit is produced by the Spirit. And if you have the Spirit you will produce, you will bear fruit. Because it's of the spirit. But if you don't have the spirit, you will not bear fruit. Because the only way to bear fruit is to have life in you. And the branches is the source of the life. It's simply bears the life. So if you don't have the Spirit and you not have the fruit, well, if you don't have the Spirit, you're not going to have fruit. If you don't have the Spirit, then you have the, or don't have Christ. Because through confession, through repentance and belief, Christ prayed the Father to send forth the Spirit. And the Spirit is the life. We're quickened by the Spirit. We're quickened by the Word. And as we receive it in faith and trust in Christ through repentance and belief, we bear fruit. But if there is no spirit, there is no life. Because apart from him, we can do nothing. Now you are clean through the word which I have spoken unto you. Abide in me and I in you as the branch cannot bear fruit of itself, except, except through abide in the vine. No more can ye, except ye, abide in me. I am the vine, you are the branches. He that abides in me and I in him, the same bringing forth much fruit. For without me, you can do nothing. This is such encouragement. People are searching to find life. People are searching to find validation. People are searching to find meaning. People are searching to find purpose. And the only way you find it is in Christ Jesus. The only way we find it is through repentance and belief in Jesus Christ. Apart from him, there is no life. Apart from him, there is no eternal joy. There is no eternal peace. You may have a temporal joy, a temporal peace, a temporal love, but these things are eternally found in Christ Jesus, and so this is so encouraging. He's encouraging them and letting them know, reminding them of who He is and where they are in Him, and apart from them, apart from Him, we can do nothing. So, finally, verse six, John chapter fifteen, verse six, which is where we are today, says. If a man abide not in me, he is cast forth as a branch and is withered. And men gather them and cast them in the fire, and they are burned. Praise the Lord. In John, chapter 8, verses 31 and 32, says, Then said Jesus to those Jews which believed on me, if you continue in my word, then you are my disciples indeed. And you should know the truth, and the truth should make you free. See, they believed in him already. These are Jews who believed in him, trusted in him because of what they saw, because of what they observed, the miracles that he did, the things that he said. They believed in him, and he's telling them them, them here, he's telling them in John 8:32, 32, 31, 32, he said, if you continue in my word, then you are my disciples indeed. See, that initial belief is good. But that initial belief is not salvation within itself. Because the Bible says that even the demons believe and tremble. So what happens is, if we have that belief and we continue in that belief, then we mature in him, we grow in him, we learn of him through repentance and belief, through repentance and trust in Christ. We become his disciples. Indeed. And we know the truth and the truth makes us free. And what are we free to do? We're free to be who God made us to be. We're free to bear fruit. We're free to be slow to speak and quick to hear. We're free to be slow to anger and slow to wrath. We're free to love by the power of God. Agape love. We're free to serve God in the way he intended us to. Obey God in the way he intended us to. If you continue my word then you are my disciples indeed and you should know the truth and the truth should make you free. Matthew chapter 7. Verses 21 and 20 through 23 says, Mary will say to many will say to me in that day, Lord, Lord, have we not prophesied in our name? And in our name have cast out devils, and in our name done many wonderful works, and then will I profess unto them, I never knew you. Depart from me, ye workers of iniquity. See, when we live a life of repentance and trust in Christ, we no longer walk in iniquities. Sins of the heart, we don't walk in those. We don't walk in unforgiveness. We don't walk as liars. We don't walk as thieves. We don't practice these things anymore. But, if there's no repentance, then we're practicing lawlessness. We're practicing ungodliness. We have a form of godliness, but we're denying the power thereof. Just because we're doing things doesn't mean that salvation is there. Just because we're saying things does not mean salvation is there. Look at it again. Many will say unto me in that day, Lord, Lord, have we not prophesied in thy name? You can prophesy in the name of the Lord and not be a true disciple. Lord, and, and, and in thy name cast out devils, and in thy name the many wonderful works This reminds me of Judas Iscariot. Judas was sent out with the twelve because he was among the twelve. Judas did miracles just like the others did. Cast out devils like the others did. But he did not abide. His heart was never with the Lord. And that's what we're looking at. Just because you say the right thing or do the right thing at that moment in time, it doesn't mean that we're with the Lord. We're to examine our hearts and see if we're living a life of repentance and trust in Christ. Matthew 13, verses 1 through 23. This is the parable of the sower. And we know that the was sown is the word of God. And we know that the the, 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 uh, the seed which was sown went on shallow ground where it didn't have much earth, no depthness. Talking the talk but not walking the walk. And it sprang up quickly and it looked good but it withered away because it had no depthness to it. Then you got another other seed that fell among thorns to where it was so much going on. So many thorns and so many different things and chalked out the word and the word became unfruitful then you look at by the wayside by the wayside is when you hear the word and you don't understand the word and the enemy comes quickly and snatches what you got but then you got that good ground that good ground where we hear the word of God, understand the word of God, and it goes deep, 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 plant is, plants deep, and it brings forth fruit. Psalm 30, Psalm 60, Psalm fold. Let's look at it. Matthew 13, verses 1 through 23. The same day went Jesus out of the house and sat by the seaside. And great multitudes were gathered together unto him, so that he went to a ship and sat, and the whole multitude stood on the shore. And he spake many things unto them in parables, saying, "Behold, a sower went forth to sow. And when he sowed, some seed fell by the wayside, and the fowls came up and devoured them up. We 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 have an opportunity to hold on to the word of God." We have an opportunity to meditate on the word of God. We have an opportunity to allow the word of God to transform our thoughts and our minds. For man should not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeds from the mouth of God. Don't let the word of God go by the wayside. Don't forget what the word of God says. Let's find ourselves in the word of God. Let's find ourselves meditating on the word of God. Let's find ourselves obeying the word of God. Let's find ourselves abiding in his word and his word abiding in us. With man it's impossible, but with God all things are possible. Amen. Hallelujah. Verse 5. Matthew 13 and 5. Some fell upon stony ground where they had not much earth and forthwith they sprung up because they had no deepness of earth. And when the sun was up, they were scorched and because they had no root, they withered away. This reminds me of Peter. Peter got discouraged. He got so discouraged, he left the disciples and said, I go fishing. I'm going back to my profession. He was so feeling so defeated and so distraught. But because he belonged to Jesus, Jesus came to him and said, do you love me? And that's what the Lord does. Those of us who belong to him, you know what he does? He convicts us of our sins. The Holy Spirit convicts us when we're wrong, and so the Bible says, "Despise not the chastening of the Lord; neither be weary of His correction." For whom the Lord loveth, He chastens, and so lovingly, tenderly, Jesus is calling, calling for you and for me. He went to Peter and he said, "Do you love me?" He asked him three times. Three denials, three questions. Do you love me? The Lord loves his people, amen? He will not leave us or forsake us. And if we stray away, he will chasten us because he loves us. He loves his people. If we belong to him, the conviction of the Holy Spirit, when we sin verbally, when we're doing things with our hands, when we're making choices that don't please the Lord, the Holy Spirit convicts us. You know why? So that we can confess it to Him. Confess it to God and turn away from that sin. Man should not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceed from the mouth of God. Jesus said, Repent, for the kingdom of heaven is at hand. Praise God for the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. That encourages his people. Praise God for the Holy Spirit that convicts us of our sin. Praise God for the comfort of the Holy Spirit that reaffirms that we are his children. Amen? Amen. Hallelujah. Moving on. Matthew 13 and 7. And some fell among thorns, and a thorn sprang up and choked it. What happens if we fail to repent and believe in Christ? A little leaven leavens the whole lump. We can't serve God and mammon. We can't serve God and ourselves. We can't serve God and the things of this world. And if we want to hold on to the things of this world, we're going to find that the things of God are going to come in opposition with the things of this world. Jesus said, if your eye be single, your whole body will be full of light. But if your eye be dark, how great is that darkness? Look at what the scripture says. Verse 7, And some fell among thorns, and the thorns sprang up and choked it. Over a period of time, If we don't deal with the sin, if we don't truly repent, these things are going to grow and chug out the word of God and render us unfruitful. These things that we hold on to, these things that we fail to repent of, Jesus said, if any man come after me, let him deny himself, take up his cross, and follow me. True repentance True belief in Christ is living a life of self-denial. Now, Paul said, when I want to do good, evil is present. We're no longer led by our flesh. We're no longer bound by our flesh. But temptation is still in our flesh. We never, ever get away from temptation. We never get away from the flesh lusting against the spirit. For the rest of our lives, the flesh is going to lust against the spirit of God for the rest of our lives. The great thing about that is greater is he is in us than he that's in the world. Amen? We're more than conquerors. We're more than conquerors through him that loves us. Though sin abounds, grace do it much more man So, though we have this flesh that's constantly lusting against the spirit, we overcome by the blood of the lamb and the word of his testimony. We overcome through repentance and belief. Turn away. Touch not the unclean thing. Depart from the unclean thing and touch not the unclean thing, saith the Lord, and I will receive you unto myself. It's an active practice of the will, and it's a daily thing, amen? God gives us the strength to do it. He gives us the power to do it. He said, if you love me, keep my commandments. If you love me, obey my commandments. If you love me, think on my commandments. And we've been endowed and do with the Holy Spirit to aid us and help us. Look at the comfort that we have in Christ Jesus. Look at the joy we have in Christ Jesus through repentance and believe. Praise God for the security we have in Christ Jesus. Wow. But others seed, but other fell into good ground. Verse eight, and brought forth fruit: some hundredfold, some sixty, some thirty. Who had ears to hear, let him hear. And the disciples came and said unto him, Why speakest thou unto them in parables? He answered and said unto them, Because it is given unto you, Know the mysteries of the kingdom of heaven, But to them it is not a given. For whosoever had, to him shall be given, And he shall have more abundance. But whosoever had not, From him shall be taken away even that he had. Therefore speak out to them in parables. Because they sin, see not, and hearing they hear not; neither do they understand. And the demons fulfilled the prophecy of Isaiah, which said, "My hear, by hearing, you shall hear, and shall not understand; and seeing, you shall see, and shall not perceive. For this people's heart is white gross, and their ears are dull of hearing, and their eyes have they closed." Least at the time they shall see with their eyes and hear with their ears and shall understand with their heart and shall be converted and I shall hear them. When we ignore the word of God, when we ignore the conviction of the Holy Spirit, when we ignore Jesus' call to repentance, we're rejecting Christ. We're rejecting Christ. See, Peter rejected what Christ said at one point. And the Lord rebuked him and he took it. There were times that Jesus said things that were uncomfortable for the disciples. One time Jesus said, eat my flesh and drink my blood. Otherwise, you have no part in me. That was a hard scene. But they remained. You know why? Peter said it best. Where else can we go? You alone have the words of eternal life. But there were many disciples that day that left Jesus because that word was too hard. They showed they weren't really his disciples, they showed they really didn't have his life within them because they failed. Continue in trust in Christ. They had a form of godliness, but the power thereof. What's the power of God to change hearts? What's the power of God? The power of God is to translate you from darkness to light, to make you a new creature in grace. That's the power of God to resurrect our dead bodies, to quicken us by His Spirit having a form of godliness but denying the power thereof we're failing to yield to the word of God we're failing to yield to the spirit of God we're failing to yield to the lordship of Jesus Christ there is no life in us if that be the case but praise God those of us who by God's grace hold on to God's unchanging hands Because God is holding on to us, amen? God is keeping us. God is keeping us. God is abiding within us. Why? Because at at some point in time, by God's grace, as an act of will, we allow Christ to be our substitute because we've sinned. We allow Christ to be the substitute. He took upon himself the sins of the world. And when we allow Christ to be our substitute, we receive what Christ earned, which is righteousness, which is holiness, which is righteousness with God. We're set apart, and God sees us as He sees His Son. The Father will never love us any more than He loves you now in Christ Jesus. There's nothing you can do to make Him love you more, there's nothing you're going to do to make Him love you less because. Jesus Christ has his acts, his holiness, his righteousness has been imparted unto us because we, by God's grace, have made an active a choice of the will to turn away from our sins and trust in Christ, which is a gift he gave us. Look at the comfort. Look at the peace. What a friend we have in Jesus. All our sins and griefs to bear. What a privilege to carry everything to God in prayer. We don't have to be like Judas who fell away. We don't have to be like the disciples that heard him say, eat my flesh and drink my blood and they left. We can be like the 11 disciples who were clean. We could be like the ones who did not forsake him. God is able to keep us, amen. God is able to restore us, amen. When we sin, God is able to forgive us and cleanse us from all unrighteousness. There's there's one mediator between God and man, and that's the man Christ Jesus. Praise God for that mediator, amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. But blessed are your eyes, for they see. And your ears, for they hear. Those of us who trust in Christ through repentance and belief, we have eyes to see and understand that we're sinners. Those who trust in Christ through repentance and belief have eyes to see that we cannot save ourselves. Those of us who trust in Christ through repentance and belief, we have eyes to see that Jesus is the way, the truth of the life. We have ears to hear the word of God and to make changes and adjustments by the power of God. We're no longer bound in sin. We're no longer captive by sin. But we've been free because of what Christ has done. Hallelujah. And so look at these comforting words. In John chapter 15 Confident words Because there's only one way To the Father There's only one mediator There's one God and one baptism One faith and Jesus Christ Is making it abundantly clear Here in verse 6 John 15 and 6 If a man abide not in me He is cast forth As a branch and is withered And men gather them and cast them Into the fire and they are burned Solidifying in their hearts and in their minds. Look, it's in me. It's in me. Apart from me, you can do nothing. Praise God for the comfort and thought. Praise God that we have made the right choice in Christ Jesus. We are in the right place. I'm reminded of the GPS. The GPS is a tool we use to make our destination, to make sure we get to the right place. Jesus Christ tells them, if a man abides not in me, he is cast forth as a branch and is withered. And men gather them and cast them into the fire and they'll burn. Praise God. Eliminating all doubt making it clear as crystal to them and to us. Let's pray that God will grace us to abide in Him. Let's pray that God will grace us to live a life of repentance and belief in Christ. Let's cry out because we have sinned against the Holy God. And there's no remedy except in Christ, amen? Because apart from Him, We can do nothing. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, we thank you for your word. We thank you for the comfort of the scriptures. Lord, the scripture, it cuts. Lord, the the scripture wounds. Lord, the scripture beats. It reproves us. Lord, that we may see, that we may know our error, that we may see and know what's good and right in your perfect will of God. Grace is to make adjustments according to your words. Let us examine our hearts, even on today, whether we are in you, Heavenly Father, whether we are in Christ Jesus, because apart from him we can do nothing. We don't want to be like the branches that bear no fruit, We don't want to be like the branches that bear no fruit that may gather and burn. Gracious Heavenly Father, to be secure in you, to know where we are in you, to know that we are in you, let us make our call and election sure, even by your Spirit, that you may be glorified in us bearing much fruit that you may be glorified as we mature in you, that men see our light. Gracious Heavenly Father, to walk in accordance with you. In Jesus' name, amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Praise the Lord. This joy that I have The world didn't give it to me This joy that I have The world didn't give it to me This joy that I have The world didn't give it to me The world didn't give it The world can't take it away Love me this love We serve. One And praise God. Let's go forth and meditate on His word. Let's go forth and continue to ponder these things in our hearts. Go forth and serve the Lord through repentance and belief and trust in Christ. He is a mighty God. Amen? Amen. A